Welcome to Dine Local SD, episode number two, Two Badass Chefs. This is Kelly Orange, and Dine Local SD is serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world of the pitch of history. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome to Dine Local SD. This is episode number two. I'm here with Letty McKenzie. Hi. From Uptown Tavern. Hello. And Jenny Goicochea from Hi. Tasting Room Del Mar. Um, today we're just going to talk about uh, kind of the history be- behind what they've done, um, where they've been, how they got to, where they are. Real quick. I promise, real quick. Um, <laughs> and also the Festa della Donna event that's coming up at Cucina Urbana. Mm-hmm. Cucina Inoteca. I mean, Cucina Inoteca in Del Mar. Let's get that right. <laughs> yeah. Don't just show up at Cucina Urbana. Yeah. Um, all right. So who wants to start? Uh, <laughs> Jump right in, guys. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's not make it awkward. Well, at we all. haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah. So it's kind of, this is nice. It's been a, it's been a busy couple of months with like Valentine's Day and all the holidays coming right. up. So it's finally nice to have a day off. Yeah. I've seen you guys, you guys come in here. On your on your day off, yeah. <laughs> you come into specialty and hang out. It's actually been a while since I've been here too. Yeah. Normally we were doing it like every Monday. Every and Monday. Lately it's just R&D. been like I'll be at the restaurant prepping on my day off or whatever, like for upcoming events and stuff. So this is like the first Monday I've had off in a little while. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. We're <laughs> getting creeped out over there by the producers. I am just a little, just <laughs> a little. <Don't> yeah. <laughs> They're making weird faces at us. <laughs> oh, complete weird faces. <laughs> They're not that weird, but. <laughs> All right, Letty, let's start with you. You're the executive chef at Uptown Tavern. How long have you been there? Um, four and a half years and running the kitchen for two years. Awesome. I started as a line cook and just worked my way up there. Cool. Yeah. And you were telling me before we started that you have a new menu coming out. I do. Uh, March 1st, we're going to be launching it. Um the menu that I have in place is kind of like the winter menu still. So we're getting ready for like hot San Diego summers, which is like burgers and, you know, brand new flavors of mac and cheese. We're still keeping our chicken and waffles. We're um, bringing brand new appetizers in. Something a little more, uh, I guess, peckish per se. You know, a lot of people go there, they drink. Um, then realize, hey, they actually have good food here. And which is nice, but, you know, at the same time, like, I've had people ask me for, like, we do our daily specials, which I get a lot of emails and text messages asking me when I'm going to have that special again. So one of the things I'm doing is instead of a daily special, it'll be a weekly special. Mm. Uh, So you have a little more time. You have a little more time, yeah, because we have in place our uh, Pasta Mondays and our Taco Tuesdays, so Wednesday through Sunday we'll be doing a brand new, um, like, Weekly special. Oh, cool. Gives I like you that. Gives me more thing. time, too. Gives me more time, yeah. Allows me to be like, okay, you know, today we sold, you know, 60 specials, and we may have a little bit more, and do a family meal that night, and the next day just bring in fresh product and redo the whole thing. And it allows mm-hmm. my staff to get used to what I'm cooking. Yeah. Because there'll be one day they're learning how to make something, and that's the only time they have the opportunity to make it. Right. Yeah, so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, because I'll see it a lot of times when you post, because you'll do the posts on mm-hmm. Instagram or whatever, and then, and then, we'll you know, like I'll see it kind of late to repost on a specialty. You know? Yeah, and I'm like, dang it! But if it's for a week, that's awesome. Yeah, right? a little more time to promote it as well. Yeah, and, and I can I'm... get there on my day off and eat your food. Yes. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 
But um, this Thursday, I'm doing the taco competition. It's a uh, the taco fight, the last mm. of it. So I won last week. Yeah, it's against uh, three chefs: the new chef at Costera, Kevin from Barley Mash, and myself. Cool. So I'm kind of excited. So I'm hoping people will come out and support. Two people from and the Veronk group too. Yeah, like, oh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because he made duck fat tortillas, which I make duck fat tortillas. So on, it's the bad, yeah. <laughs> Kevin, thank you. So it's the battle of the duck fat tortillas, basically. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, Costera is going to be good, but it's duck fat against duck fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough battle, too, let's right. be real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and Jenny, you're Hi. at uh, Tasting Room Del Mar. Yeah. And you're at a Chef de Cuisine. Mm-hmm. So can you actually tell me what the difference between Chef de Cuisine and Executive Chef is? Because well, I'm always confused. Stephen Luna is our Executive Chef, so I would say... I manage the kitchen, but he manages me is the best way to describe it because he's also got a lot of, like, administrative tasks, and he's also working with the front of house to um, get all that in line, too. So I would say, like, I handle more day-to-day operations in the kitchen, and he handles a lot more of the overarching, like, responsibilities for the entire restaurant, and then we generally, like, collaborate together on the menu. Awesome. Yeah. Um, And so our farmer's market truck comes to both your guys' Mm -hmm. locations, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. What's your favorite part about that? Um, I like to not eat before I go there because then Benji exactly. feeds me all of the samples. So I always get a really healthy breakfast full of lots of citrus. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. At least right now, lots of citrus. Uh, sometimes it's lots of stone fruits and right. stuff like that. But um, it's just always exciting to see what's coming in and what's new. And um, I think the best part, too, is like, you know, when we've got different fluctuations in our weather, we'll see products a little bit early. Like we have been seeing a lot of like English peas and the pea shoots and all of that. So it's been really fun to be able to utilize that even though it's kind of out of season, but it's in season because of all of our rain. Right. So that's always exciting. Yeah, it's fun to get those first of the season stuff. Yeah, exactly. Where I'm like, oh my God, you guys have green garlic right now? Like what's going on? Yes, that was the best part is finding it early. Like a month early, I'm just like green garlic on everything. Yep. I feel like (laughs) with stuff like that, I'm just like waiting for that season to come around. Because, Like for me, I love peas. I love green garlic. So when I see that stuff come in early, it's like Christmas. Right. Um, And you guys have a lot of freedom to kind of create like your specials or your... Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say I've got pretty much complete freedom other than buying like ridiculously expensive ingredients, um, which, you know, (laughs) (laughs) for that reason. Um, But other than that, yeah, I mean, if usually Steven and I will either work on a dish together or if I'm like, hey, I'm really excited about this ingredient or this protein or whatever, bring it in. Cool. Um, I was reading on your website too, there's a surrender series. Yes. So it's our tasting uh, menu. So usually it's either three courses or five courses and you have the option to do that paired with beer or wine. Um, Steven cultivates the whole beer program and then Rusty Gilbert is our sommelier. So she's our wine director and does all the pairings. She brings in amazing stuff. And then it's just like five courses. Some of it's taken from our menu and some of it is totally different. And then it's paired with whatever you fancy. Cool. Yeah, that sounds really fun. So, I like going to those because I like being at the the whim of the chefs, except for the gluten part. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, even but then, other than that, I'm like. Even then, you can say like, "Oh, I'm gluten free. We have all of that kind of like already laid out and ready to go." Or I'm vegetarian, or you know, I can't have dairy or whatever, right. and we'll do our best to accommodate um, dietary restrictions. So it's fun that's, to do yeah, something like that. That's nice when you do have a dietary right. restriction and exactly. you can feel like comfortable going somewhere. Absolutely, and it's nice for people who've never been to the restaurant before to get it taste of like kind of a, a really diverse part of the menu and kind of see like get that experience for the first time right awesome 
Um, okay, so Festa della Donna. Mm-hmm. Is this your first year participating? Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I know that they've done it, I think, the last, like, year or two. Um, yeah, I think it, they had it last year at... I think was the first year. Yeah. Um, so when they invited me to come, I was really excited. And I'm really excited for, we actually just had our meeting this morning, um, kind of like divvying up the different winemakers that we're going to be working with. And they've actually got uh, Laura Ulrich from Stone Brewing, and she's doing small batch beer. And then they've got um, another Laura, I'm sorry, I forget her last name, but she is opening a new distillery up in East Village, and she's bringing her gin in. And it was phenomenal. Awesome. Like, really, I don't even like gin. But it was amazing. So I like the fact that they're they're recognizing that there are female spirit and beer makers, and they're kind of like being very inclusive with that, and not just um, keeping it to wine. Right. There's so, a lot of different avenues. Yeah. You know. So yeah, it's it's eight eight female chefs, and then eight female wine or beverage yeah. beverage. Yep craft beverage makers mm-hmm. um so that's super exciting and that is march 12th 4 to 7 p.m yes um and that's Cucina Inuteca del mar mm-hmm. yeah they have a huge like beautiful restaurant i've actually never eaten there which is a bummer so it's definitely on my list of places to go soon but having gone in for meetings and stuff like the layout is beautiful and their kitchen is huge and they do all their stuff from scratch which is awesome yeah so do you guys go there and and create the dishes in the kitchen um today was more of like a planning meeting um and it's kind of seeing what the layout of the kitchen is in case we have to plan our dishes around being able to work in their kitchen because they don't have any like electrical outlets so normally if i was doing an event i'd bring like a couple induction burners and do something like that so it's a little bit different in this situation that we're going to be kind of like rotating in and out of the kitchen and using different pieces of equipment. So requires some planning, but it should be really fun. Yeah. Sounds, <laughs> it sounds really fun. Yeah. yeah. It's great to be working among like, like such energy. talented female like chefs and winemakers. And I think there's going to be a live band and they're bringing in a, they call her a fiber artist. Um, but it's basically like this community interactive kind of like the guests can participate and use like different yarn to like weave into this huge like interactive piece, which is really cool. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you get to like actually mm-hmm. be part of the art while yep. you're there. Yep. And awesome. I guess she's been working on it for a while. Yeah. So it's like coming from, you know, different events and everything. So everyone can participate in that. And yeah. Letty and I, both our eyes were like. You're like, oh, I know. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because I've known Letty for uh, 10 years. Is it 10? Now, Are we going on 10? It's kind of crazy, but I, I knew her as Bullet. <laughs> yeah. Um, when we're, I was an artist yeah, at we one were. time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're still an artist. It's just I a am, different medium. I am. Exactly. I got food and plate, so it's right. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Super funny. We did uh, Fruit of the Soul, which was actually here at Specially Produce. Mm-hmm. We did it two years. So yeah. And that it was, was like a five-year, that's how I got my job here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just kind of like, just slide right in. Right. <laughs> guys. Um, but yeah, so um, I guess, have you guys ever collaborated on stuff here together? Well, I mean, we did a like tamale throwdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, she inspires me in a lot of my dishes. You know, I'll see something she'll do and I'll be like, oh, God, that looks amazing. Like, I'm going to try a variation of that. Or I'll text her and I'm like, this is what I have and this is what I'm coming up with. What do you think? She'll be like, oh, what if you do this? And, you know, just getting her advice on certain things, it's just another outlet for me, like inspiration-wise, to have somebody help me out. You know, she has Steve in a way, like, you know, who collaborates with her. 
I, as being the executive chef, I have like all my chef friends, but there's no one above me to tell me, well, maybe you should do this instead. I'm the one teaching, you know, my staff. Right. So having, you know, another chef tell me like, or not tell me, but like inspire me to do dishes and to kind of get at Blushing right now. <laughs> you know, to kind of help me out, like, and going into another, like, seeing something that maybe I didn't see before. It's it's really nice. And I get that from all the chefs that I hang out with, mainly from Jenny. And it's I mean, nice. vice versa. Like, coming up with a different special every single day, I'd be like, oh, my God, why? This is, like, <laughs> it's too much. I mean, it's a lot of work, too, to come in every day and reinvent a different dish, all the components, like, so all the time and prep that goes into it. So I've got a lot of respect for what you do. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love Beth. I yeah, love it is. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I love about like the San Diego chef community too. It's just there's a lot of collaboration efforts mm-hmm. and less like competition between each other. I, I don't really see a lot of like people trying to just be the best and like whatever. I don't really care about anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like if I ever had to go to another chef and be like, hey, do you have a recipe for this? I've been working on this and I'm kind of stumped. Like people are more than willing to be like, yeah, yeah, this is what I do. You should try this or vice versa. So it's like, collectively making everyone better together yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> that's awesome I know. yeah it's just great to it's have like all that. the fields <laughs> all right? the fields but it's great to have that kind of to that feeling of of wanting to bring everyone up instead of just being you know every everyone for themselves like it's that's how i feel like the restaurant community is yeah. mm-hmm. a rising tide lifts all boats yep, yep. so yep. i mean when we're all trying to work together and become a better food scene collectively. I mean, you can't do it on your own. Like, it's just, right. you know, no man is an island, especially in this community. So the more everyone succeeds, the better for the entire community in general. Mm-hmm. True. Hey, Judy, can you pull up the, the Facebook Live? I want to see if there's any questions on there. <laughs> no one likes us. Is no anybody one talking No to one's us? watching. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is it on there? No one's so watching. Oh, oh, DJ. Oh. <laughs> that is, it is a love fest. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. Good old DJ. Oh, DJ. I That's know. so nice. I need, I, need to, I need to get over to Title, too. I haven't been there since he's uh, taken the home. Let's make a date night over yeah. there. Bay date night. Yeah, bay date <laughs> night. Because normally bay dates happen during the day. Like, we should take it to the nighttime. Nighttime. I do own dresses. You now know this. I know. <laughs> I, know. I saw your holiday party. I was like, damn. I wore heels and a dress, and I was in pain the next day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that's that's time. <laughs> yeah, to be expected. <clears throat> right? The torture we put our feet through, you know oh, what I mean? Seriously. <laughs> and then having to work the next day. It's like, I know, especially mm-hmm. if you're on your feet all day. Mm-hmm. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking about, like, wearing heels around for a night and walking around, like, your calves hurt, and then being on your feet all day the next day for, like, 12 hours. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Not yeah. Fun. That's why I don't do it that often. Yeah. You're all. like, once a year, I'll do that. Once cool. a year, just so they could see me out of a chef's coat with my hair down. Yep. <laughs> well, my hair's always down in after. For me, I mean, like, flats are my friend. Always. Yeah. Always. Oh, definitely. Me too. I'm yep. with you. Mine are boots. But also, you're super tall, too. So you're like, <laughs> yeah. if I wear heels, I'm like, let me be more intimidating, guys. Let's see. Perfect. Yeah. So you've been on a couple TV shows. Yep. How was yep. that? Was that scary? Uh, yeah, it's definitely intimidating because you have no idea what you're walking into. Um, you know, it was easier the second time around when I was there for the tournament. But the first time, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I had only seen a handful of episodes at that point. So it was just kind of going in and flying blind and hoping for the best. 
But it, you won, yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> um, it was super exciting, and it was just really fun. You know, there's a lot of, like, crazy stuff that they make you do that's absolutely, like, over-the-top ridiculous, but you just have to, like, jump in and go for it. And the producers were telling me, like, some chefs would go on and be like, oh, I don't want to do that challenge, like, you know, and just yeah. be really difficult about it. And it's like, what's the point? You're here. Like, have fun with it. Like, it's ridiculous. You're never, ever going to have to do this in real life. Like, just go with it and, right. you know, have fun because it's so <laughs> silly. It's the most ridiculous stuff I've ever done as a chef. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun. It opens up your, I guess, your view to a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Like, I mean, if I you can, never would have done that before. Yeah, if you can go through and you can make candy on a spinning, like, exorcist bed, then, you know, like, service is a, <laughs> like a total breeze, you know? Because there's, like, hot Sounds sugar amazing. flinging everywhere. And I was like, dude, you guys, like, seriously, I'm going to get burned. This is going to be crazy. Yeah. And, you know, if you can get past that, then you get past anything. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so you would do it again? Oh, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, it was so much fun. And, like, Alton Brown is so nice. And, like, all the competitors that I worked with and, like, everyone was super fun. We would all, like, hang out between, like, takes and stuff. And it was just nice, like, interacting with people from different areas, coming from different backgrounds, you know. It's easy for us to get kind of in our little bubble in San Diego and then to be able to meet chefs from, you know, all over the country. It's really nice and right. offers different perspective. So was that filmed in L.A. then? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's in downtown L.A. So it was nice to actually be able like to walk around and get like good food and all that. So that was nice on, you know, our downtime. Yeah. How, how long how long does the, um, the filming, filming take? It takes about two full days. Like one day you start, they pick you up at like six o'clock in the morning and then you go check out the studio, you know, um, and the films for like till five in the afternoon. Obviously, like if you get cut earlier, then you'll be done earlier. But um, since I went to the end, it was like five o'clock. And yeah. then they drop you back off at the hotel. You can go like eat dinner. And the next day they film the interview portion, which is like all the close ups of you like describing your dish and kind of like the voice behind like everything that's going on. So the producer, they're reminding you like, okay, like what were you thinking here? And what was going through your head here? And I see that you grabbed this, this, and this. Like what was your idea? And it's exhausting, but it was super fun. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, so um, I want one piece of produce that is inspiring you at this moment. Silence. <laughs> I'm trying to think <clears throat> what we just have recently brought in. Uh, I think with me right now, it's like all the Asian cabbage, like the bok choy, the choy sum. Um, I've been really into fermentation lately and making my own kimchi and mm -hmm. making my own like shrimp paste at Uptown and, you know, sauerkraut and stuff like that, but not using your regular cabbage, just going through whatever you guys have mm -hmm. and making sure there's a lot of color in there. Yeah. You just got to eat the rainbow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not like the Skittles. <laughs> like, not that shit. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> not that stuff. Not that stuff. Um, but, yeah, like, being able to, you know, get, you know, the purple cone cabbage, that was really fun to play with. And mm -hmm. showing my staff, like, this isn't your normal purple cabbage mm -hmm. and this isn't your normal green cabbage. This is the different variations of, you know, bok choy. This is how it starts. This is the different colors. And, this is how it tastes raw. This is what's going to happen when we ferment it and how long it's going to take and finding an area of the, you know, kitchen where it's not going to, it's going to keep a certain temperature will be a quick fermentation. So, yeah, that's been a little bit of, of a science. With yeah, it's a little science, stuff. which is weird because I don't like cabbage at all. Like cabbage is. Oh, God, I love it. It's so good. Well, I like it raw. <laughs> I'll eat it raw. My first job was at the San Diego Zoo. And so after doing dish, I, you know, do a little bit of prop. So I learned coleslaw was out of a bag. Oh, 
gown. You and know. this giant gallon of whatever <laughs> dressing, and you just put on gloves and you mix it in a lexicon. So that sweaty cabbage feel and look has always, like, un- it's very unpleasing to me. So I'm oh, like, oh, yeah. this is gross. <laughs> So like now working with it now a lot you many see the many more beautiful side of yeah, it. Yeah, I see <laughs> the beautiful side of it and um the I'm, less bagged pre-shredded cabbage yeah, and the yeah. the more exciting varietals. Right? Exactly. And, and it's more fun right now just yeah. playing with that stuff. Uh for me, I mean, I mentioned that I was really excited about like the peas coming into season. Um I love seeing the Wiser Farms, the teen parsnips. Mm-hmm. So we're using those on the menu right now and we sous vide them for 2 hours at 80 degrees Celsius. So it kind of like makes them tender but not soft so they're kind of like it's on a vegetarian dish so i like that it can kind of mimic more of a protein aspect Mm -hmm. so it's not just like falling back on pasta or risotto because it's really easy to do vegetarian but it's harder to like highlight produce and still make it filling and exciting for the diner who most most people don't enjoy eating vegetarian or they just they go to meat because that is like the easiest go-to so if they're not yeah vegetarian exactly yeah they're like oh you have you know pork belly on the menu okay i'm gonna go straight to that instead of kind of expanding their (laughs) horizon. So we try and use really cool elements of protein or of uh, produce on even our protein dishes, like the sprouting broccoli we're using right now, which is awesome. Um, Also blood orange and citrus right now. Um, We've got a tangerine tart on the menu, and then our uh, er, sashimi dish has blood orange segments on it. Delish. Nice. All right, Letty, so you said, was that your first shot? Was that the zoo? Sydney Cafe. In- <laughs> I was 15 years old. Yeah. yeah. I was a dishwasher. Fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. So that's how you got into. Well, just my family in general, we've always been cooks and chefs. And, you know, everyone, my mom was, I hope she's not watching this. My mom is not the best cook. I love her to death. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Um, <clears throat> met my grandma on both sides of my family. Um they were always cooking. I remember being little and going down to Mexico and seeing one of my aunts just making fresh donuts and then selling them in the market. And so watching her make that and watching, you know, my mom had one chore when she was little, which was making 10 dozen flour tortillas on a daily for her family of 10, you know, brothers and sisters oh, and yeah. everyone. Good Lord. So that's that's why she can master tortillas and so can I, but... Um, yeah, first job, Sydney Cafe. I was 15 years old. Um, it was just a summer job. My sister worked there as well, and she was like, well, you could get a job there and, you know, do something. And I kind of was doing that and, you know, just also doing music as well. Um, and it was it's always just been a job at that time where I was like, well, I could, you know, could leave out of town for two weeks, three months, and then come back. Or I could go on, you know, as I got older and started really working in the music industry, really go on tour and then come back and I still have a job there. You know, just gave him my notice, I'll be back in two months, whatever. And then um, slowly and surely I started getting older and went like, I kind of probably need to mellow out and figure out a career (laughs) choice. So when I went to Uptown, you know, after all these years of working at different restaurants, um, going to Uptown and having the opportunity of actually becoming the executive chef there was when I went, okay, my passion has always been art. It, whether it's music, it's painting, it's food, it's always been art. So why not just keep going with food and see where, what I could do? And I've learned so much about myself in the past two years, just you know, creating and realizing like, oh, my palate's a lot better than I thought it was five years ago yeah. and it's it's a fun experience 
Yeah, do you get the same kind of, um, I guess, release or, or like, not necessarily release, but, but satisfaction from, from creating dishes as you do, like, when you're, like, when the I same feeling as yeah. you're painting. Oh, yeah, that, most so. definitely, especially well, when like, I creative. get, you know, the difference when I was painting was when someone would actually want to buy the painting. And, you know, when we did Fruit of the Soul, was someone actually purchased right. the, the paintings. I was like, oh, my God, someone actually likes that. Mm-hmm. As to now going outside and watching people actually put food in their mouth and having that reaction of this is God, this is soul, this is love. And that is the same satisfaction. Just And I think that's mainly why I do what I do is for that look on other people's faces. Because <laughs> that's that satisfaction that I get. It's like, yes, they I mean, liked it. We have an incredibly unique just we're in a unique field mm-hmm. where we have the opportunity to make people happy with what we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are not a lot of jobs where your sole purpose is literally to satisfy someone else and to make them enjoy their experience. I mean, having a really great meal can turn around your day. It can turn around your month. It can be, you know, it can change you. Um, so like being able to have that kind of like power and being able to have that, <laughs> I know, it's got chills a little bit. <laughs> to have that connection, you know, with the guest is really exciting because <clears throat> you're giving them edible art every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... I mean, it's it's different, you know, like if I was a bartender, I'd be talking to them and that would be a different, you know, satisfaction mm-hmm. of like that uh, social satisfaction, I guess. But since I don't have the opportunity and every once in a while, like a customer would want to see me like a guest um, just to t- thank me over, you know, the dish, which is cool. But it's like that's I'm more there to make you happy. Yeah, you know, I'm doing this for you. We're the behind the scenes right? yeah. workers. You know, you like yeah. kind of peeking out. Yeah, I just, I just want to see what's going on, but really, I don't want to be out there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm in the kitchen for. A I'm reason. in a kitchen. Let me stay in my cave. <laughs> at this point, like I'm at the point in my career where Stephen actually like forces me to go out and touch tables and talk to guys. Not that I have any problems with it, but I always feel super awkward because I'm like, when do I jump in the conversation? I see you guys are just dining and hanging out there. Like, let me go ahead and insert myself like, like real quick. But um, it is rewarding to go out and talk to guests and get their feedback and you yeah. know when they're like oh man like I really enjoyed this uh, this was like such a pleasant unexpected surprise or they tried something different that they wouldn't normally have tried like that's really satisfying and exciting <laughs> I like I always like it when when the chefs do come out and most, a lot of time I know them but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but when I don't and or I see them it's more of like a fly on the wall when I see them talking to other people mm-hmm. I, I get that feeling of like you can see the delight on on their the customer's face like oh like I feel a little bit special I think yeah. in general there's just a disconnect between the guest and and food and how mm-hmm. it's prepared and who's preparing it you know oftentimes chefs and cooks they're kind of closed off and just completely behind the scenes so people don't make that connection like oh someone actually spent all day preparing this sauce or braising this meat or whatever to put it on my plate for me to eat. So then being able to interact with the guests and then being able to kind of come full circle and see the face behind what they're eating, I think that's, you know, rewarding and definitely eye-opening for them. And Yeah. It's a big deal to be able to talk to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially, I mean, especially yeah. if you, like, when they start asking you questions about the food and you tell them, like, this is, I actually, you know, went down here and I checked this out at you know, specialty or they came in the mm-hmm. truck or I went to the farm or farmer's mm-hmm. market because it's right behind Uptown. So, you know, explaining to them, hey, this is where it came from. This farmer did this. They're, they actually appreciate what you do more. Mm-hmm. Right. Or like I taught myself a new technique to make this dish. This is my first time doing oh, this. Yeah. Like, or I did this until I got it right, you know, like with you with tortillas. Like I spent X amount of time perfecting this recipe 
to get it exactly where I want it to be. So yeah. they have to know that there's like a method and a process <laughs> behind everything right. that goes on the plate. Yeah, the practice and the work that goes into it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, think, I didn't. A lot I didn't, of people have no idea. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah especially like self-taught sh- uh, chefs. That's the that's another like myself. I didn't go to culinary school, so Neither everything, yeah, everything you know we learned. It's hours and hours in my own you know in my own kitchen baking bread learning about proofing learning about you know in this case as i said i'm playing with like fermentation so doing that at home which is not the best <laughs> but you a figure bit of a out, different environment yeah different environment but you know spending hours on end just to learn how to do one thing so i could just put it on one dish mm-hmm. right Hours Hours and hours, but you know, like it's what we love. It's our passion. It's what we do. Um. So Jenny, you said you have you didn't go to culinary school either. Mm -hmm. So where? How did you get yourself into this? Um. I started (laughs) cooking when I was twenty. So eight years ago, almost. God, almost nine years ago. Um. And I started working at a catering company, just like very bottom of the totem pole, like doing prep work, washing dishes. It would be like, if you guys have heard of picnic people, I don't know if they're still around anymore, but they would just do like corporate events, lunches and stuff. I mean, it was like very basic mm-hmm. stuff that we're literally putting together, like coleslaw sandwiches <laughs> together in plates. You know what I mean? Like, it's not exactly very technically difficult mm-hmm. work. Um, but from there, I ended up actually getting a job at Urban Solace. So that was the first restaurant that I ever worked at. And I got a chance to work under Matt Gordon, and that kind of laid a really solid foundation because they make everything from scratch. I mean, they, do, they don't even use corn syrup. They literally reduce sugar and water down until yeah. it's corn syrup. Yeah. Until, well, corn syrup. <laughs> um, so to see a place like that where they take so much care and pride in literally every aspect of cooking definitely laid a solid foundation for me that kind of helps guide me for the rest of my career. Fantastic. All right, so um, do you guys have events that are coming up at your restaurants other than specials? Uh, well, like I said, I'm doing the last of the taco fight. On oh, taco fight's Thursday. Thursday. At blind, is that Blind, blind Burro? Burro. Blind yeah, Burro. it's a... Burro. Burro. Blind the Blind Burro. Burro. I can say it like my mom, too. I really hope she's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh um, man, I just realized my mom's on Facebook now. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, my mom's on there too, but I don't think I've I shared this. Um, I don't okay. think she's watching. Okay. I think we're okay. I think we're <laughs> good, okay. Good, good, good. Um, but yeah, so it's uh, three chefs: uh, Costera, Barley Mash, myself. Um, I don't know besides bragging rights what we win, and that's pretty good. <laughs> that's solid. And if yeah. I win, of course, I'll be getting a taco tattoo. <laughs> I've already got one, so then you can join the club. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same one that I, because I told her a while ago I wanted to get an Ad Pastor tattoo on me. And now if I win, then it's going to solidify it. I, I need a taco tattoo, I think, too. Yeah. <laughs> It is the best thing to eat. I mean, it is. I mean, you saw my. I I ended up buying a lapel pin that said Taco Life, like two Mm -hmm. little fists. I love it. That's awesome. (laughs) So, yes, that's Thursday. Um, Every Wednesday, we have the lip sync battle. I think this is the last one on Wednesday. We get locals that come down, uh, judges, and it's a lip sync war. And of course, we do Outlaw (laughs) Thursday, which is, you know, Kind of like a drag show with male dancers in in like Western setting. So that's always fun. After ten, uptown after dark is like right now what what's happening. So it's a lot of like that getting ready for the spring kind Mm -hmm. of summer party time. Yeah, yeah. You guys have really fun ads that we see on. Yes, yes, right. (laughs) (laughs) So we have that coming up, and um, I think that's the main event right now. Just. 
the taco fight. I think I'm just doing it one month at a time. Yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> know, right? good. And then, so your hours, what are your usual hours? Our usual hours for kitchen, we are 4 to 10. Okay. Um, except Saturdays, we're 11 to 10, and then Sundays, we're 10 to 10. Okay, or so brunch, those are brunch yeah. days. Brunch days, yeah. Brunch days. Which is delicious, by the way. Yeah. The waffles. <laughs> we have three variations of chicken and waffles. Oh, my gosh. Way. Yeah. Three. Delicious. And the fried chicken is amazing. Yeah. I can so say that for sure. You gotta go. Yeah. So you should, go, you should definitely go and eat all of the fried yeah. chicken yeah. and waffles. And right. so your Instagram is Uptown Tavern SD, and then your personal Instagram is Bullet MCK. Yes, which is all over the place. There'll be like days where it's just food, and then there'll be days like the past two days where it's just rock Music. and roll. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so I love it. Yeah. So it's, it's, like I said, it's, you know, it's that whole variation of art. Mm-hmm. Like I just really submit myself into that. It's like submerge and just love and art. It's great. It is great. It is. <laughs> and uh, tasting room is mm-hmm. open every day? Uh, every day except Monday. Every day except Monday. Yep. And we're going to be opening for lunch next month, which is exciting. So yeah. right now we open at happy hour every day at 3 o'clock, except for Mondays. And then for lunch, I believe it's going to be 11, 11.30. And then we'll do a cool lunch menu and then break off for a little bit, just do happy hour and then roll right back into dinner. And we're going to be extending our hours um, going into the summer too. So we've been open till nine or 10 most nights, um, 10 on the weekends. And then for the summer, it'll be open an hour later every night. Yeah. And you guys have been open for uh, nine two, months now. Nine months? Also yeah. like two years. No. <laughs> we just opened last Nine June. months. So that's something we're yeah. also looking forward to is our uh, first year anniversary party. So more details to come on that soon um but in terms of events that are coming up obviously the festa della donna which is going to be at cucina noteca you can buy tickets um on their website or at any of the uh cucina group restaurants including uh urbana and sorella um and then on march 27th we have a beer dinner coming up with pure project which i'm really excited about it's going to be on a monday um and we're only selling 30 tickets to that so it's going to be super exclusive and exciting and if you haven't visited their brewery like their beers are really top notch, and they're kind of they just celebrated their one year anniversary, and they are absolutely incredible. Oh, fun! Yeah, and then um, end of April, April twenty second, we're doing a charity event called Pups and Pints that I put together. So we're actually pairing with Virgin Beer Company, which is up in Carlsbad, and the San Diego Humane Society, and it's going to be like a big puppy happy hour on our patio. <laughs> they're going to have adoptable puppies, and then proceeds from beer sales are going to go straight to the Humane Society. Oh, that's awesome! So Very that's hopefully cool. something that we're yeah. going to be. Um, kind of parlaying into more events that we pair with different breweries and different um, dog charity organizations. So San Diego is a really dog-friendly community. I, You know, I've got two dogs, and it'll just be fun to have dogs on the patio, have some beers, and enjoy the sunshine. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. This is uh, Kelly Orange signing out for Dine Local SD. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> thank you so much for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. This was fun. Yeah. Love Fest. Love Fest. So much Love Fest. Yes.